All right, welcome back to the Department Podcast with Justin Valentovic, Stephen Clark, Joe Palantonio, and Jesse Norman. And we are back to break down all of the games from the week 14 of the NFL season. We're here. I'm very tired. But nonetheless, let's talk some football. Guys, what's going on? Not much, man. Just, for, just preparing for the storm coming up. We have a big snowstorm coming up on the in the New Jersey area, East Coast. Uh, not going to be fun, but, you know, went grocery shopping, so I'm kind of set for the storm. Don't have to go out during the storm now and just, you know, hanging out now. How much are you yeah, supposed to get down in? Night. How much are you supposed to get in, like, South Jersey there, Clark? Uh, I don't know about South, but here in Central Jersey, um, <laughs> we're about to get about, I think, like, a, a foot, at least a foot. Yeah, I we're think. supposed to get two. I, I, heard, I heard something along those lines. It should be a tough day for the sandwich industry, but we'll see. Yeah. So where I work, it's, like, in the, the top right corner of New Jersey, basically as north as you can go. Like, our end of our area is the New York state line. Literally right in, like, the pure white zone where it says, like, 16 to 24 inches. So it's, like... Oh, lucky Yikes. me. I might be pulling an all-nighter at work, but who knows? Got to plow something, right? Okay. But- <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, boy. That's the anniversary, take. Justin. Yep. The anniversary. With- that was last That's week. That's a hot but- take. But with that, let's get into all of the games. The 1 o'clock window was nothing but blowouts, but we'll do a draft style, see where we end up. And I'm going to start with Joe. Thank you. Thank you, and thank you, everyone, for being here. Welcome. Um, we made it all the way to week 14 and that's, that's really exciting. Um, I was, it was late Sunday night and I really, I put a conscious effort into what game I was going to choose in the first round. And luckily I got bailed out by Monday night, uh, the game of the year. Um, some have, have been saying, and I, I tend to agree. Um, they just, they don't give away MVPs willy nilly. And it's very important to understand that. When you look at the performance of the best quarterback in the 2018 draft, Lamar Jackson, with his legs, absolutely explosive. This was the potential. But the knock can't come back down primetime game against a team with a winning record. And what happened? Came out of the locker room. like It was like a film. It was like a movie. He came back out like the knight in shining armor. Trace McSorley did something to his leg or some whatever. (laughs) And there was Lamar Jackson, five for five, passing. Got him right back for the touchdown with Mark Andrews. Baker, who we have to say, Baker played outstanding. Baker absolutely played outstanding. Best game as a pro. Got the ball back in Lamar's hands with Justin Tucker, the kicker. And that's the time for great players to make great plays. And what did he do? He went four for four in that drive, clocked it, bring in JT, called the game. The Ravens are for real, but so are the Browns. And it's very important to note that this game really proved to me, I mean, this is the second time the Browns offensively, which is not supposed to be, um, you know, the, the cream of the crop for this team, really, really played well. And they put up, they're putting up a lot of points. Um, but it it was really great to see Lamar have that performance in prime time because I mean the doubters, the doubters are a little quiet this week. Yeah, no, you're right, hundred <clears throat> percent. Um, great game, great both sides of the ball was great. Um, between the Ravens and the Browns, I I enjoyed the game a lot. It was an entertaining game, and like you said, uh, Joe, Lamar proved to a lot of people that he could get it done when it matters when the game's on the line when you're losing in the game he proved that he can go down the field and come right in and do a one play touchdown and then 
I know the Browns came back and had like another little four play drive against the defense, but then Lamar came back out, got him to field goal range, just like you said. But um, no, it was a fantastic game, and th- this division is really tough. If the Browns would have won this game, it it would have been a lot harder, not harder, but the Steelers would have had a little bit of a harder path to winning the division, which they're most likely gonna. I think they already won. I don't know if they won a division, but. Definitely locked up a playoff spot, but uh, no, the Browns can still technically catch them. Yeah, but good thing the but Browns lost here because it will. makes it a little easier for the Steelers to win the division. But no, great game, can't complain. Yeah, no. Um, for what I saw before I went to bed, because I missed an exciting second half. It seems like. Um, but what it does for the Ravens is that it it's a get right game and a statement win because everyone was buying the Browns hype. I was especially. I came on this podcast last week and said, you know, I'm all in. And not to take away from the Browns, but this is turning into the North is turning what the West was in the NFC, where everyone was competitive, you know, minus the Bengals, because that's kind of what the 49ers are at, the, at that point in the division, clearly the fourth best team. But, you know, all three teams, it's up for grabs and it's going to be competitive down the stretch and it's exciting to watch. Yeah, it's weird seeing the AFC. Well, it's it's not up for grabs. I mean, Baltimore's already out of the division. Um, no, I know, but well, it's pl- it's between Pittsburgh and Cleveland, and well, Pittsburgh's going to get it. But, but I know two, you're saying they're all competitive. All they're yes, two absolutely. two teams could come. Two additional teams could be out of that division as well. The Ravens and yeah. the Browns could yes. both make the playoffs yeah. too, which is crazy to think about. Three teams from the yeah, same yeah. Oh, I I think I think both of them will. I I mean, if anybody's not going to, the crazy thing is it's going to be the Ravens. Uh, I don't yeah. think there's any disputing that right now. They have they have the one less win, and they. I would argue have the uh, harder schedule going down the stretch. Uh, But no, I mean, Lamar looks fantastic, um, but I don't, I don't want to oversell this too much. Let's not act like the Cleveland defense has been fantastic. Um, I've seen Brandon Marshall go on first things first and say that Cleveland's won with defense and running the ball. That's not how Cleveland's even winning nowadays uh, for the most part. Baker's been fantastic back to back. Uh, I really hope he can keep it up because the hate on Baker is so widespread. And uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. Baker has his limitations, but he's not a bad quarterback. Was he worthy of the number one pick? Maybe not. Who knows? But, but at the he end of the was day, fantastic in this game. If, if we're like, if we're going to, you know, praise Lamar Jackson so hard, we also should praise, ba- uh, praise Baker, who was going up against a tougher defense. Definitely. Um, I think the Ravens defense, and the Browns defense are two entirely different uh, makeups, but um, no, both quarterbacks were fantastic. This was a great, great game. Um, and Cleveland is a little bit more legit than I've given them credit for in the past. Yeah. Even with this loss, I know Justin said he jumped on the Browns bandwagon last week and believes in the hype. I still think with this loss, you still believe in the hype of the Browns because they the, kept it competitive. And that's the way they've been kind of winning games and building their like credibility is that they can eat this loss and, this one was more important to the Ravens and a loss to the Ravens would have hit them a lot harder than it would have for the Browns. Well, I mean, oh, here, if, if the Ravens lost this game, they were done. It was done. over for them. I mean, there was, I, there was pretty much no way. Uh, absolutely. This was as big of a regular season game. And this basically um, guarantees uh, all, but guarantees the Ravens uh, have, it seems like it's very likely that they, they kept into that, that seven seed, which is going to be very interesting. Um, it, it just, it shows me that they have faith in Lamar to make 
a throw when he has to throw. Um, this is one of the first times we've seen it um, in a big game. They, they do it against lesser opponents all the time, but they really let Lamar make plays with his arm when they needed it the most. Fourth and five, which is supposed to be a death situation for Lamar. And I see there's some people who are uh, downplaying the 44-yard touchdown pass to Mark Andrews. Um, but you have like Lamar's wheels are such an asset that it, it frees up so, so much because his, his running ability is such a threat. It is the most threatening thing on this Ravens off. It's really the only thing that really scares you. And uh, when you're looking at the Browns offense, they have been so run dominant. They have been hunt and chub down your throats all year. And that's how they score. And this is, this game was, was no surprise. What was interesting is that after it, it, the Browns lost the running game, Baker had to drop back and make pass. And this might've been, I, I don't, I don't know for sure. This is probably the most Baker has had a throw all year. And it's, it, it it actually worked. This was not on script for them. This game all. is. This game reminds me a lot of the Rams uh, Chiefs game from what was that two years ago? About two years ago, yeah. where it was just yeah, an absolute. That guy just, Jared Goff, all that money. But that's what I'm saying, though. <laughs> yeah. You know, even though the Browns lost, both quarterbacks come out looking really good in this game, and that's really what you wanted to see. So with that, let's move to Jesse. All right. Was looking up a stat, but I'll go. Um, all right, I'm gonna get this out of the way. I want to talk about the Steelers and Bills. Wow, because Ooh. man, it's it's tough. It's getting tough. Um, Pittsburgh's not a disciplined football team. They're not. Welcome that's, to the club. Part of, it sucks. That's part of. Welcome um, to the club. That's like as good as good of coaches Mike Tomlin and Frank Reich are. They're big rah rah guys. They are not big on the discipline department. Yep. My God, Eric Ebron dropped so many passes. Welcome to um, our life. The, the, decision, <laughs> the decision of benching Deontay Johnson, I understand he dropped two third down passes. I understand he has the most drops in the league. He is still all around your second best receiver. I Some would say he's better than Juju at some things. So you don't bench him. You don't bench him in a game that has been so strictly defense through the entire first half. The defense played as good as they possibly could for as long as they could, but that defense is banged up and it is hurt and it can't carry the way that it did at the beginning of the year. Bud Dupree is gone. He was looking like he could have been, if the, if the NFL had a most improved player award, Bud Dupree was in the running because he was playing fantastic. Devin Bush has been out for a while. Vince Williams is hurt. They brought in Avery Williamson. He hasn't fit as well as he was supposed to. Joe Hayden was out. This defense is taking hits week in and week out. And the offense just seems to get worse every single week. I have said multiple times, you guys can attest to this. I said the Steelers would be better off with PJ Walker as their quarterback over Ben Roethlisberger at this point. And I stand by that. Every single week, he makes at least one just ridiculously dumb decision. Also, welcome to um, our life. <laughs> um, yeah, you're talking like, about the defense a lot there, but God. I know you brought up the offense a little bit too with the Steelers, but I would be very worried about the offense. Because you said Ben. Ben's not performing well. He's not at all. And I think you guys just lost James Conner again for a little bit. Dude, I'm who pretty... cares if we lose James Conner? Jim but Conner. You have we, can't, no... we can't run the ball. He's we playing can't hard. Run. 
he had COVID. He's probably playing a little hurt to begin with, and he's hurt again, and you don't have a running game anymore. So the running, I, see, never the did. running backs never did, aren't no. great. That, the that running too, backs yeah. aren't great. But at least there was some like you had to respect the run game somewhat. You think Not we see a uh, Steelers Bell uh, reunion in the offseason potentially? Maybe or yeah. they probably go they probably go ETN if he's there from Clemson. Yeah. I would automatically. But everything with the pick. Steelers that's going wrong is going wrong at the worst possible time because you know they rode the momentum of being you know eleven and zero undefeated for as long as they could. And really, since that loss, like you said, Jesse, it's steadily getting worse. I, and when when you have three weeks going into the playoffs and you were this powerhouse for the majority of the season and you go in limping, you know, believe in momentum or not, you know, you don't look good going yeah, into the game. And then that can mess with you psyche wise, at least. And the thing is, does it matter? No, Pittsburgh's going to make the playoffs no of matter course, what. They course. can take the next three weeks off. It well, truly, that, it truly doesn't matter. That, that first round lose confidence. They're, uh, that's gone. They're it's not gone getting though. it. I'm, I, I it's fully City. believe they don't have it. But I didn't. Th- I personally, if I'm the Steelers, I don't want the first round bye because none of their players are going to get healthier during that time. Everybody who's out is out for a while. Yeah. Uh, Mike Tomlin coming off a bye, huge rah-rah guy, not going to be huge into game plans. The Steelers' best bet would to be get hot again going into the playoffs. Don't see it happening, but that's their best bet. Yeah. Um, no, you're, you're, you're right. But um, I just want to go to the other side of the ball really quickly. And Josh Allen performed very well. Stefan Diggs is proving why he's an elite top tier receiver in this league. He should be in that category with Hopkins, maybe not above Hopkins and Hill and Devontae Adams, but he's, he's up there. He's for sure up there. Top 10 for sure. Um, Bill Bills looked good. Their defense looked great. Held the Steelers to minimum, not too many points. Hey, Bills are for real too. The Bills are for real. Yeah, we've, been, we've been questioning it, but the last couple of weeks we've kind of been solidifying that they're a legit team, and they are for beating the eleven and one Steelers at the time. Joe, credit you the little... Bills and credit their coaching staff because the in the second half they looked entirely different than the first. Yeah, they knew the adjustments to make, and they did. They made those adjustments. Correct. Sean yeah. McDermott and the Bills have a so so underrated coaching staff. It's the yeah. culture McDermott built, and he earned every bit of that extension. So, Joe, you've been a little quiet. What's your take? Oh, well, the Steelers? I, I, I think, well, for the Steelers, um, we'll, we'll start with them. Look, it's, they are 11 and two right now. Um, they are going to be probably the number two seed and you're going to the playoffs. I get it. The running game is a disaster and it seems a little too easy at times to have big plays against them, but you have a veteran coach, a veteran quarterback and guys who can make plays on defense. You have playmakers up and down that defense. So do I think that the Steelers are now not going to make the AFC championship game? Absolutely not. I still think that they're probably the second best team, even as constructed, because I think the flaws on the other teams are a little bit bigger. Um, The Buffalo Bills are a really well-coached team. And Stefan Diggs is the truth, as, as Clark just said. But they have yet to play a full, full four quarters of football consecutively. That has impressed sure. me. They have had great quarters. They have great had halves, great halves. Yeah, but, not full games. But I have not seen four quarters of Buffalo Bills football that they've put together in a row that has impressed me. And until I see that, I'm not going to put them over the Steelers, and I'm certainly not going to put them over the Chiefs. So I position the Steelers as a distant two to the Kansas City Chiefs, but I don't think this is any real reason 
to run and jump off the Steelers right now. They've lost two games in a row. Um, the Patriots have lost two games in a row several times with Belichick and Brady. And this is Tomlin and Roethlisberger. They've been around the block a few times. And they, and I tell you, it's, it's worked. The, um, the two seconds from snap to throw for Big Ben has worked this year. Yeah, and I think the receivers could, catch it. <laughs> I mean, and you get, you get that, you get that fixed up. The receivers catch the ball. I mean, they can win time of possession just by doing that. They don't have to run the football. I'm not as down on the Steelers team as I, I should be. And I think this is what, what we knew Ben was in 2018. The last time he played, he threw them out of games all of the time and he's doing that less now. And that's the difference between them not making the playoffs and them being the number two seed. I, this doesn't really surprise me much at all. Yeah. So let's move things along. I'm up. Let's talk about another quarterback that's near and dear to Joey's heart. And his uh, time in Philadelphia looks to be over. And that's Carson Wentz. Jalen Hurts looked good in his debut start against the Saints. You know, they they won, which is a big, you know, notch on his belt. But as a whole, Hurts didn't look bad. And it looks like he is giving some spark to the Eagles offense. Granted, I think Peterson should be gone regardless. This doesn't save his job. Nothing will. But they're going into a quarterback conundrum, and how they have to deal with it is going to rely on how Hurts does the next three games. All right. Oh, you're so there was, wrong. Doug Peterson this... is not getting fired. You're so wrong. <laughs> they are keeping him 110%. Oh, God. Um, the, the, I'm sorry. Like, just, just not even looking at numbers. Don't even look at anything. Just watching this game. The Eagles offense just felt so different. You don't even have to look at like how much more rushing yards they had or the difference in passing and, and not having, you know, the turnovers and everything. They just looked so much better. Like everybody was on the same page. And I don't, I don't credit that against Carson Wentz. I credit it against Doug Peterson because it finally felt like Doug Peterson was like, Oh wait, Let's run actual plays. <laughs> Let's like do some things that actually move the ball. Like the whole time Carson Wentz has been the quarterback this whole year, Doug Peterson has not opened the playbook for him whatsoever. He throws in a rookie against like a top three defense playing at the time. And it's and just one like, of the yeah, best team. whatever the hell you want. And one care. of the best teams overall in the NFC Absolutely. also. Yeah. No, I, I would second, say the best. best team football. It, was, yeah. it was probably, yeah. I would you couldn't you the lowest you could put him is second in the NFC if you really want to have that conversation with the Packers. But like one two area, and he just like gives he's like oh here are the keys to the entire organization. Jalen Hurts, you can have him. I know Carson Wentz had that MVP year a couple years ago, but no 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 no. We're we're gonna make sure that he has absolutely no confidence. But Jalen Hurts, you do whatever the hell you want. Yeah. Okay. This is you are watching Alshon Jeffrey become the most <laughs> sure-handed wide receiver in NFL history. You're watching a brick wall unfold in front of Jalen Hurts, a revitalized Miles Sanders that we haven't seen in weeks. Mm. And it's it's you're watching all these things come to life and you're like, oh my God, of course they should have win, been winning the NFC East all along. I don't know what happens behind the locker room. It it seems to me from an outsider's point of view that Carson Wentz is a good guy, that he was rooting for Nick Foles, that there's nothing fun. But the way he acts 
or the way these players all of a sudden become great. It's like they must hate them. Hate them. Uh-huh. They must hate them. That's that's an so. explanation. And I think what Doug Peterson flourishes in is that when they won the Super Bowl, they just RPO'd you to death, RPO'd you to death, RPO'd you to death. And now we have a guy like Jalen Hurts in the mix when they can do that, but times a million. Like they really they can run a just... triple RPO option. They can Every, run. A... They, they did. can run a tight end, a wide receiver, a running back, and Hurts quadruple option. They did, and this is why this is why this is why the Saints beat the Falcons. This they the Eagles did exactly to the Saints what the Saints did to the Falcons. You put a guy at quarterback who we don't know how good he is at throwing the ball in the NFL. We really don't. So there, it's to game plan for that is extremely difficult. But with Taysom Hill, they ran it down your throat. Taysom Hill didn't really do much his first game against the Falcons. Dominated time possession, but a bing, but a boom. Defense dominates, easy win. The Saints got a taste of their own medicine right here. Um, this is has nothing to do with how good of a team they are. It is a road game that fits Philadelphia to a player, that guy that has only taken maybe six snaps all year before this. Look, they can't afford Nobody this. had tape on. You, you, can't, they, you can't prepare for a quarterback that nobody has tape on. But you can't afford this. You, <laughs> you have to f- figure out a way to beat Kansas City next week. It's going to be difficult. I don't think Drew Brees is going to come back because you need that first round bye. Last year... You saw why they needed the first round. <laughs> yeah, I don't um, think I don't think it makes a difference if Drew Brees comes back or not. They're not going to beat the Chiefs anyways next week. Okay, uh, maybe. I mean, with Drew Brees, it's possible. It, it, it's the Chiefs. It'd be, okay, Jacoby Brissett beat the Chiefs. He beat a banged up Mahomes. If we, if we want to talk about the Chiefs, somebody's got to pick the Chiefs next round. Oh, that was my next game. That was my next if game. Anyone, okay, if anyone's going to beat the Chiefs, it's going to be a healthy Saints team. I that's it. Like, if any team in the NFL is going to beat them, maybe it's the Packers. healthy Saints team. I would say the Packers over the Saints. Depends on no, the day. I'm Depends on Rodgers' feels. Don't bet any. <laughs> yeah, don't bet any money on the Packers ever. Depends on how Rodgers feels. Um, yeah. Move on. I'm good. All right. Yep. Because it's my turn. All yeah. right. So we already know we're going with this one. Chiefs and Dolphins. Um, Dolphins. Wow. Um, got up to like what, like a ten nothing lead. I think Mahomes threw a couple of interceptions some were tips some were whatever but he did throw a couple interceptions but then 30 straight unanswered points. the chiefs hustled him yeah do, the chiefs do what the chiefs do they the let chiefs teams do. get lead just to screw with them and then they absolutely exactly. just blow the doors but off of them. then the dolphins made a little bit of a comeback too they they tried it was the last couple of minutes they were coming back but no it, it was it was a fun game to watch um you what you didn't see like the tyreek hill heroics that we saw a couple of weeks ago but mahomes put up a lot of yards and Tua did very good as well it was a, Tua really stood out in this game to me but no it it, it it wasn't the Tyreek Hill show this time it was the Travis Kelsey show and he just shows why Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league and has the best weapons in the league and that's what's gonna happen when you have all that fun stuff and that's why in my opinion and probably a lot of other people why they're the best team in football the the Chiefs are really good and I don't think anybody's disputing that they are the number one team in the NFL yeah um that being said, do they scare me a little bit with how much they coast? Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because the, the Chiefs, if you, I've heard a lot of people compare them to like the Golden State Warriors of, of the NFL. Like they could just score so quick Respect. that it doesn't matter when they're down. But there's going to be a time that they're down too much. We haven't seen it yet. But also the thing that worries me is, They've played teams, and I mean, you know, correct me if I'm wrong here, but they played the Panthers, Raiders, Bucks, Broncos, and Dolphins. 
in the past, you know, five weeks, all of them won possession games. Besides the Bucks, who are really talented on paper, but, you know, have, have not been that fantastic on the field, none of those teams should be within one possession of the Chiefs. Um, do I think they will flip a switch? Probably. Yeah, I expect them to. If they really need to start blowing teams out, they will. But playing teams close a little bit, you got to kind of worry a little bit about it. Uh, five straight weeks of a one-possession game, four of those teams really not even in the same atmosphere as the Chiefs, especially talent-wise. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I mean, here's, here's a big difference um, between the Chiefs and, and any other team. Um, Aaron Rodgers has a bad day. Um, they score 10 points. Um, Tom Brady has a bad day. It's, it's laughably bad. Um, Patrick Mahomes has a bad day and the Chiefs put up 33 points. Um, so that's just insane. It's, it's insane to even comprehend. And I mean, Travis Kelsey continues. He might lead the entire league in receiving yards, which is another, it's just impossible. For a tight end to do. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. If you're the tight ends, man, I swear. Like tight ends are like, they're number one targets for quarterbacks yeah. lately. Tight ends and re- we're starting to see a resurgence of a running back a little bit. We are. Definitely. In the passing game. In the passing Especially the older guys who are just checking it down too. Definitely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, the, the Chiefs, the, the thing about the Chiefs is that they get, this is, it's like the inverse of what happened last year is that they get big leads and then almost give them up. Um, so instead of coming back down from three scores, they get up three scores and then it falls apart really late, but too little too late. Um, what I see with the Dolphins is I see a team with a playmaker or two, you add that into the off season, then you're cooking. Then we have, then we have you, a championship contender. You, you have a con- Super Bowl contender then. 100%. Yeah, if they get, if they get to another, another receiver and get him a little better of a running back. Well, let's also talk about the fact Devontae Parker didn't play the entire second yeah, half. That's true. He did not. Nope. Devontae Parker was <laughs> out, and that's, and he's definitively the number one receiver in Miami. And on Joe's fantasy team. <laughs> Parker, Galladay, Fant, McCaffrey, Gibson, gone. Oh, oh. Welcome to the club, Joe. Welcome to the losers club. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Miami needs cool. a little, little more upgrade. They're 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 trending in the right direction, and I think they got it right with Brian Flores. But they are playing well ahead of their ETA. Is my yeah. summation of the Dolphins. So with that, Joe, we are back to you. Wow, we're back to me. All right. Um, Jesse took it on the chin, and I respect it. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll walk back some comments that I allegedly <laughs> made uh, last week on the pod where I don't know. I Apparently, I, I had said something about the New York football giants and a trip to the Super Bowl. Nah. Um, I don't recall. I'm going to walk that one right back. I never, I never that said one. that. No, um, you can play back the tape. I was not <laughs> saying it. And I bought into the hype and okay, I think there's, okay. there's a reason. Um, I mean, you could see it, but this is, this is a, a prime example of your rushing Daniel Jones back from injury. So you can win your sixth game of the season. Um, it's pretty embarrassing now um, that he obviously was not ready uh, to be thrown back out there, but I mean, the sentiment was there. Uh, the offense was just unstable, uneven. They could not get anything going. Andrew Thomas uh, back to being a bot just regressed. 
and, and infinitely. And, and I mean, the Cardinals, Cardinals did their thing. I mean, they're back. Kyler Murray seems like he's back. Finally, finally, finally healthy. Finally, it took long enough. But. Yeah, you know, you kind of expected Jones to play, especially when Joe Judge said, "I expect him to play." Uh, so he obviously showed something in practice that he was capable, but the whole big difference of, you know, Daniel Jones to Eli Manning was that Daniel Jones can actually run, extend plays, protect him, himself and evade pressure. He got sacked five times alone from Hassan Riddick, who had a career day against the Giants. And he said, fumbles for yeah, he, yeah, he literally turned say, into Lawrence Taylor, basically. Yeah. No, it's death taxes and Daniel Jones fumbling the football, you know, man. And the thing is, they yeah. if they expected Jones to get hit and get sacked here and there, you know, like you said, Jesse, Daniel Jones is going to cough up the ball. And that's exactly what happened. Not saying Colt McCoy would have done a whole hell of a lot better, but he also walked into Seattle and walked out with the win. So, you know, you could have given an extra week since he did go out and get you a crucial win. And now how bad does the NFL look putting Giants Browns on Sunday Night Football now? Yeah, they can't, oh, un- they can't unflex yeah, that one. They can't unflex it. Um, Good job, Cool. There's, I think the Browns might destroy them. Actually, uh, it will not be we'll, pretty. We'll, we'll talk about that after the, picks, the loss. The, picks, uh, the picks loss to the Ravens. Yeah, I'm picking the Browns at later this week. Oof, yeah, um, especially if they had uh, OBJ with them for another revenge game, could have been. Oh, could have been Brown, a lot more. Browns scored more points per game with Beckham in the lineup than without the lineup. It's just very important for me to note that because there's some people with revisionist history. Um, oh, yeah, that, that think yeah. they're better without them. It's yeah. whatever. Yeah. Baker no, had a nice absolutely. little quote where he said he got hurt right as we were getting better. So of course he, we're going to look better without him. It's like it just shit time and basically yeah. is what happened. Uh, so, pun intended. Um, yeah. oh. You know, flip, <laughs> the Cardinals a little bit here. Kyler Murray looked good. Um, yeah, they, shoulder seems to have gotten better. They they win when he can run the ball. It's it's quite frankly that simple. Um, the Giants' defense, you know, it's it's good, but I don't think it's that elite tier that people wanted to push it into. DeAndre Hopkins absolutely fed on that secondary, like over 130 yards and a touchdown. Uh, he was fantastic. Kyler was really good. Uh, the Cardinals' main thing, they went through a stretch where they just weren't healthy. It might cost them the playoffs. It probably does. Um, they didn't exactly have the easiest schedule, and they play in such a hard division. But they're going to be they're going to be competitive next year. They're going to be competitive still this year. They're a pretty good team. They're pretty they're pretty well coached. And um, DeAndre Hopkins is, is pretty good. So yeah, yeah. Well, with that, let's take a little bit of a break. We got the rest of the games to break down. We'll go through them a little bit quicker, just because. The whole one o'clock window, like I said before, we're all lopsided affairs, so those will be a little bit easier to talk about. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. All right. Welcome back to the department podcast with Justin Valentovic, Jesse Norman, Stephen Clark, and Joe Palantonio. We are back for the second half of the week 14 recap. And let's just kick it off and get oh. back to Jesse. Let's, let's see. There's, there's a lot here, you know, I'm going to go with the one that I called on the uh, picks one Colts Raiders Ooh. Colts came in at minus two and a half. And I said, absolutely slam that spread. That is insane thinking that the Colts and Raiders 
are even on the same level as teams. They are not. The the Raiders are not nearly as good as they were early on in the season. Teams are catching up to them. They the inexperience is showing. It's not. It's not working. It's not working in in Vegas. They're they're pretenders. Indy's defense. Indy's defense played fantastic. The run game was phenomenal. They didn't ask Philip Rivers to do a damn thing, and that's the absolute <laughs> best way to win. Well, and Not it helps when uh, Jonathan Taylor thing. has a career game in his short rookie season. Yeah, but it helps when you know you get the run game going, take the ball out of Phil's hands. Good things will happen. Is basically the strategy for the Colts. But Phil, and, Phil did good though too. Can't can't discredit Phil at any time here. He, no, he's, he's very been, well. He's been doing what he's had to do which is just not turn over the ball and not make stupid decisions downfield. And it's worked. He, you know, it helps yeah. that T.Y. Hilton has shown up again for the first time since Welcome back. Luck retired, if we're being quite honest. Yeah. So that's another receiver and a receiving core that's average, but it also helps with Pittman Jr. doing really well again. Zach Pascal's still good. And the Colts are all the, all the right things are falling into place for him. Yeah, it, it looked good. And I honestly, going into this game, thought they kind of were on the same level, these two teams. I was like, oh, the Raiders, you know, they're decent. They have a nice young team. They beat the Chiefs here. But no, I, I didn't see and, you know, I didn't see the like the little bit of hype that they were getting. You know, the Raiders have 27 points at the end of the game, right? But the one doing? touchdown in the fourth quarter, that was garbage time. Aside from that, you knew, you knew this game was over 10 minutes in. No, exactly. Like you, it, it, yeah. But it was yeah, another no, game it, where the Colts held their opponent to under 10 legitimately point legitimate points in the second half. Like, once again, scrub the garbage time touchdown because that was null and void. Who cares? Six points in the third quarter, and that was it. Yeah. Um, en- enough about the game in general. I just want to talk about the AFC wildcard picture just because it's very – very, very, it's, this it's kind close. of it's very this kind, close. This kind of spaces the Colts, especially with the Dolphins losing. Yeah, it kind um, of makes it where the three main teams are going to come down to like it's really four teams now playing there's for four three teams. spots. There's four teams, which it's yeah. the Dolphins, the Colts, the Ravens, Brown. and the Browns. Yeah, that's more great. than and the playoffs. And yeah, there's... more than likely it'll be the Colts, the Browns. The I'm gonna say Ravens and the Ravens. Uh, yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, no, I agree with that, those three too, because the Dolphins, they kind of have a tougher schedule. They have the Patriots, which can be hot and cold. They have the Raiders, another team that can be hot and cold, but then they have the Bills. So that's yeah. the Dolph- that's the Dolphins schedule. Which at that, but yeah. maybe that week the Bills could have already locked up the division and their seeds. So exactly. They could yeah, and Exactly. And then I know the Colts have the Texans and they have the Steelers, which is going to be and tough. Then the Jaguars. And then the Jaguars. So they should at least Ooh, get two We know how tough that one's going to be. Colts should go two and one. They, they should go two and one. If they go less than that, then we're screwed. But um, hey, great game for the Colts. Kenny Moore had a nice pick. Raiders. One of the best picks I've ever seen. Me too. Uh, it's going to be the thumbnail because Justin makes them and he's a Colt yep. fan. Yep. Um, but Joe looks very bored because we're yeah, talking Joe, about a good. It's just a shill fest. There's no... Joe is just jealous that I'm not uh, a Colts fan. It's just a Colts record. fan. It's just it's Joe, if this was, Joe, if this was baseball season know. and the Yankees had a winning record, Joe it'd be just, a very different story. Joe just doesn't know how to appreciate any quarterbacks out of the 04 class. You're right. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So um, with that, uh, who picked this game? Picked this one. I did. No, Norm's. Did. I, I picked. Oh, one. Norm's. It's up to me. Let's talk about podcast. <laughs> what? 
What? what was that? Cold podcast. <laughs> Let's talk about. Must be nice to have a winning record. Okay. Packers Lions, because why not? Devontae Adams, <laughs> that was a catch. Still a really good, still a really good receiver. Aaron Rodgers, like you said, Joe, when he wants to play and he's happy, they put up thirty points, and when they don't, they put up ten. But also, the Lions are a complete disaster. Stafford's hurt again, so who knows if his tenure, or at least this season, is done for Detroit? But Packers, they locked up the North again, so. Cool. Cool. Packers are the one seed now. They are the one seed, and with this des- win, deservingly the so. One seed. Deservingly so. Um, I think they're the best team in the NFC by far. Um, I either see them or possibly the Saints coming out of the NFC. No one really else stands out to me there. I don't think the Seahawks or the Rams or the Cardinals, anyone from that division, could make it too too far in the playoffs. Divi- uh, get to the, the title game. Maybe that's it. Buccaneers, I don't see getting to the basically to the title game. I think it's either the Saints or the Packers coming out of the NFC. I mean, yeah, um, Packers looked good. The Lions, you know, they're the Lions, so they played them. They played them a little <laughs> the close. Uh, they were a little too close for comfort, a little bit. But no, Aaron Aaron Rodgers is happy. He very clearly prefers Matt Lafleur as his coach. Uh, Devontae Adams is an absolute dog uh, who gets touchdowns every single week you can just bet on him to get a touchdown every single week and you, will, yep. you will win money yeah um yeah i mean that's that's about what i got yeah. staff always hurt they they've, I they've yet to put a good line in front of him they love to draft him first round wide receivers and tight ends and and running backs. never give him a line they love to invest in a running and running backs yep, yeah but never cool. actually give I think him their a, last a offensive line tackle their last offensive lineman they drafted in the first round was like Taylor Decker, which was like Jesus five Christ. years ago. And he point. wasn't that good. No, but they signed to a long-term deal. So let's move this ship along. Clark, go. Yeah. Um, wow, these games stink. But uh, <laughs> they, they, they really do. But I, we're in the one o'clock window. For a team part. that we um, – Gave a lot of praise to last week, and I'm going to give them a good amount of praise again this week. And that's the Washington football team because nah, they I thought picked... it was the Jets. Ah, no, not the Jets, not the Jets. Sadly, sadly, but no, the, the Washington football team picked up another win against the depleted 49ers. Um, hey, they're rolling. Good for them at this point. It, it, these two teams aren't the best teams, of course, but the, the Washington defense is insane. Chase Young is a complete monster with that scoop and score. Um, it, 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 it's going good. It's going good if you're a Washington football fan. Um, uh, the, the passing game obviously wasn't there for anybody. Nick Mullins had a pretty decent game, better than anything Jimmy Garoppolo has basically ever done. Um, but hell, hell to the football team, baby. Hell to the football team. Mullins it's the turnovers that kill him because he'll come in. He, he'll Not throw bad. for like 250 He's... yards, but he'll throw two or three interceptions. So he'll kill himself that way, but he's, he's not bad uh, arm talent wise. He's a capable quarterback, but just decision-making is just terrible. I would say he has a lot of potential. Uh, lot of... What, what this game does for Washington is that, you know, with the giants losing, it does get him closer to winning the division. I still think they will at this point, but obviously place. the biggest point of concern is that, Alex Smith did hurt his cap, I think it was. So they did have to play with Dwayne Haskins for the remainder of the game. So that is definitely a point of concern. Yeah. But who knows what's going on with Alex Smith? Because 
on Twitter, when you just see Alex Smith out with a leg injury, you just have to hold your breath at that point now. Yeah, that might you might be right with that hurting them too. And you have, you have to watch out now for the Eagles in a way too. I know they're in third oh. place at the they're in third place at the moment, but they got a big win with Jalen Hurst against at the time the best team in the NFC. They beat the best team in the NFC. And Washington and Philly, Washington and Philly play week 17. Th- that yeah, might be that might be for the number four seed in the NFC. It in really might NFC. be. Oh God. It really um, might Washington, be. Washington's been my pick. If Alex can still play, he yeah. still is my pick yeah. um, to win to win the East. Um, Washington's a good team. Uh, we've we've been over this. When they beat the Steelers, everybody not everybody, but a lot of people are like, wow, they lost to Washington. Washington's won four straight. We went over this last week. If they started Alex Smith early on, they would be even better than they are right now. Um, there's a couple games in there that they definitely be more competitive in, um, probably with a couple. You could say that for the um, Eagles, too. If they would have started Jalen Hurts yeah, probably absolutely. in the beginning of the season, they would have Yeah, been- so – I think the e- the East is getting better as the years going on. Yeah. Everybody just, except it, Dallas. I mean, it's just everyone had <laughs> a brutal start to their season. Is basically what tanked exactly. and derailed most of them. So with that, let's move things along to Joe. Wow, Joe didn't even Joe didn't even get to talk uh, about. Uh, the, talk about games. the last like three. The, 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 well, the, Col- the Colts game got him in a bummed mood because yeah. I, I was fine, but you know Justin just moves right on before I'm able to chime in. Uh, okay, so. fine. What do you want? No, to, do, do you want to? Do you, it doesn't matter. I. It doesn't matter. It's fine. It's fine. Um, so um, I'm going to talk about, um, let's go Buccaneers 26. Oh, like baby. 14. Um, Cause I mean, those are two playoff ish teams. So um, I mean, this game looks closer than it was. Um, I, I do really like how Tampa Bay played. Um, I mean, coming off of a bye week, um, you would expect Tom Brady and Bruce Arians to to have somewhat of a plan, but it looks like they're getting Scotty Miller back into the fold, which is great. Um, they're finally running the ball again. They 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 are clicking offensively um, like they were closer to the beginning of the season, which is which is great. Um, you want that going into the playoffs, and this is brutal. This is brutal for the uh, the Vikings because it was a winnable game. I mean, uh, Dan Bailey. Yikes. I mean, Ooh, this is the poor kickers. In the game. So the kickers, man. Mm-hmm. Um, look, um, I, I still like Minnesota. I think, I think they're doing a lot, um, but it's going to be really tough for them now with that seventh seed with, with Arizona and Kyler Murray playing a lot better. Uh, so, I mean, with Tampa Bay, it's just really about, you know, get healthy and, and try to achieve the highest possible seed. Yeah, no, I, I don't really have a lot of qualms with this game. No, really? it's just it's, uh, it's just the kicker. Just yeah. the kicker. And Dalvin Cook's fantastic, too. Like Jesse said with Devontae Adams scoring a touchdown, that's the surefire bet every week. There's another one right there in Dalvin Cook. Um, he basically almost scores a touchdown every week as well. I actually so. parlayed Dalvin Cook and Devontae Adams this week. There you go. So good. I put like $3 down. down, and I won like 7 there So you that go. was good. Um, but, um, no, Bucks. they looked great. Uh, like he said, a healthy, rested old man at quarterback. You know it's going to be a good result. Um, good for the Bucks. They're probably going to get somewhat in the playoffs. Um, They'll limp their way in. Yeah, exactly. Not the, Bucks, the Bucks only asked Brady to throw the ball 23 times. They, that's um, all. That's, it's the Philip Rivers situation. That's how, that's how they're going to win. Um, on the flip side, Minnesota asked Kirk Cousins to drop back 37 <laughs> times. He got sacked six times. He was like one out of every six times he dropped back, he was sacked. 
Um, I think like one out of every three, he was probably pressured. He, he was, he fumbled twice. He lost one of them. He was under constant, uh, constant duress. And then, yeah, Dan Bailey misses every single field goal he attempted. Any extra point. Um, I mean, if he, if he hits those, this is an entirely different game. Yeah, I, he left no 10 points on the board. He left, he left 10 points on the board just himself. Um, good for the Bucks. Was I impressed with them? Not at all. Was I impressed with the Vikings? Nope. I don't think either of these teams are really that good. And I think Tampa's way of winning is at this point trying to take Tom Brady out of the game plan as much as possible. And that's not going to work come playoff time. Not because anything wrong with Brady and doing that. Bruce Arians is not going to do that in the playoffs. Bruce Arians is going to ask Brady to drop to back it. 40 to 50 times and in a playoff a game. I know, Grant. It, yeah, no, it's not going to work. It's No, it's not. I agree. It's, it's not. not. Granted, they did have a deep touchdown, I think, to Scotty Miller. But majority of the throws that Brady threw that were deep, he did not connect on. He is like Drew Brees. They cannot throw deep they're old i that's understandable but bruce arians needs to understand that that's what's going to kill them it has to go through the running game um that's that's how a lot of the teams are are doing it that's how i mean that's how minnesota's doing it i mean um basically all the uh, the really good teams yeah like really except for kansas city has been doing it um so i mean if you if you look at the bucks right now you see that there is a formula um, for them to get relatively far in the playoffs. Um, but I think that it requires to have one or two big plays. And that might work against the Vikings secondary, but I don't think it's going to work in the coals of Green Bay in January. And I don't think it would work um, against the Saints. And the pass rush got there. Um, so hats off to them, but they still can't guard anybody. I mean, Justin Jefferson still had a relatively big game, uh, considering, I mean, and, and Kirk Cousins was under duress the entire time. Um, I, the, these two teams are, I think, you know, uh, a tier below the best teams in football. And I think they, they played accordingly. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. Jesse, back to you. All right. Um, all right. So Broncos, Broncos, Panthers. I bet you guys are thinking right now, the Broncos won. Jesse can't make fun of those Broncos. You're goddamn wrong. (laughs) Drew Locke threw four touchdowns and no picks. His first game since week two without interceptions. And they beat a bad Panthers team. A, a, a good bad Panthers team good because bad. they're, they're good a good bad, bad team, uh, except we, on the defensive end. So they can actually play defense. Drew Locke had his first like real good game against a not NFL caliber defense. So when all the Broncos fans start talking about how, oh, look at Drew Locke, he had a good game. We got to build around him. We got to give him time. You let me know the next game that Drew Locke doesn't throw a pick in and then you let me know if they win that game because it's great they can win games when he's not throwing interceptions they have the best red zone defense in the league they've also lost their top like four cornerbacks and they're doing that their defense is top 10 in the nfl they have a fantastic formula and then the quarterback doesn't work and then he finally did he had a almost perfect game 
and they still almost lost. Um, I think the Panthers lost this game more than the Broncos won this game. Um, I mean, down the stretch, um, terrible time management um, in Carolina. Um, and I mean, Drew Locke played well toward the beginning, but I mean, as the game went on, it seemed like they kind of figured him out more and more and more. I like, I, I, I like Matt Rule, and I like the Panthers. We say it every week; they're not winning games. Um, I mean, this I just don't know if uh, Teddy Bridgewater is the answer um, at quarterback. It's tough. We love Teddy, um, love the Teddy guy, but look, it's it's really troubling for the Panthers to have this young, youthful head coach and and it just doesn't seem like they they have enough on offense from the quarterback position to really um, utilize the playbook that he wants to throw out there. I feel like if they had McCaffrey, it would be, it would be a little bit different. Yeah, Yeah, probably. I really think it comes back to the defense though, too. Like this defense has not played well, like it almost an entire game, like this whole year. Yeah, like they have a lot of gaps, a lot of gaps yes. on that defense. They have yeah, some very, very good standout players. Yeah, a lot. Brian Burns, Jeremy Chin, a lot of very good standout players, but it's just a lot of gaps. They're missing. It wasn't supposed it, to be. No, exactly. You're right. Yeah, absolutely. You're right. Yeah. And like if Luke Heakley didn't retire, you know, we're probably looking at this defense a little bit different because he's such a presence in the middle. And then when you have mm-hmm. really nothing left there, you know, they're kind of scrambling. It's amazing how far both of these teams fell since Super Bowl 50. Wow. Jeez, you're right. Wow, yeah. Completely different it's rosters and everything. My God. Different coaching staffs, different quarterbacks. Still John Elway, but, you know, that's about <laughs> the same thing on that's that. Fun. So let's shift things along back to me. And let's talk about a game that I called would be a complete route, a blowout. You know, one team couldn't get the ball moving at all. Offense would be a problem. And the complete opposite happened because I thought the Texans were going to go out and absolutely blow the doors off the Bears. And the flip side of things absolutely completely happened. 36 to 7. Bears walk away with the win. Trubisky looked really good. Very uh, good. You know, four, I think doesn't he had four matter. touchdowns. It doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. No, not at all. No. But this has to be even more frustrating for Deshaun Watson to go out and lose to the Bears of all teams, especially when you're always linked and you hear it in the background how – you know, the Bears traded up and passed on Watson and Mahomes for Trubisky, and then he goes out and absolutely torches you. Um, yeah, uh, this is only extending Trubisky's time in Chicago, which is not good for that team. They're going to keep him around. I hate to say it. They're going to keep him so around. It's, it's not the smart moves. No, they they wrong. Yeah. I, I don't think they will because they would have picked up the fifth-year option because tagging them would be a hell of a lot more money. So. I, don't, you know, I, I really don't think Trubisky's long for this team. I mean, I think him and Nagy are both getting the boot. I, I don't know. I like Nagy a lot. I like Nagy. So yeah. do I, but I think someone has to be the scapegoat. Is it a clean house, you think? We want to talk about scapegoats for a second. I mean, just lay it out on the line. Um, this was one of the most brutal, and honestly, I it's very rare that you feel bad, you know, watching a football game. But the empathy I have um, for, for Deshaun Watson when he is just getting bullied um by his own team it seems like he is a man on an island right now and that's tough um i mean this is probably rock bottom um for (laughs) for deshaun and 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 the rest of the team on the other side i mean trubisky has done this before um let's not like this is the first time trubisky has put up a game like this 
I mean, they did, they, they were a playoff team with Trubisky at quarterback, but this is, this is so nothing. Um, this could not be more of nothing uh, when you're evaluating either squad. It, it, it just shows you that there's, there's glaring holes on the Texans that need to be addressed. It's I mean, so can, can we call the Texans defense what it is? Like it, it's bad. It, it's the bottom two in the league. Bad, like it's very bad. bad. It's they, behind them and the Jets. It's literally them and the Jets. Statistically, it's them and the Jags. So, I mean, they're bottom three, Jags, Jets, and Texans defense-wise. They are really, really bad defensively. They don't have a good offensive line. Um, Watson was sacked six times. A.J. McCarron came in for a play and got sacked. Um, they had two fumbles. Um, both of them lost. The Texans didn't play good. There was no other way – about it they got pretty much um no pressure on on trubisky and uh they let him pick them apart how do you let mitchell trubisky pick your secondary apart i don't know um but i feel like like you said um joe i think when you when you talked about this game a little bit i feel bad for deshaun watson i do because he's a top five quarterback in this league on a, a bottom 30 team defense in the league like you said um it, it sucks it's it sucks for Deshaun but he if like we said previous times in the past if he decides to stay in Houston he's doing it to himself at this point he yeah. could have a hall of fame career on a team around him because he's a top tier talent if he has a nice little bit of team around him he could have a hall of fame career but if he stays there in Houston he's just gonna in the middle of the pack the whole time. Boy, those those first round picks and the sixty million dollars they invested into Laramie Tunsil are they're going they're looking great. <laughs> but that's the Houston Texans. Just imagine how much more crippling the franchise would be if they actually signed Clowney long term. Like, like oh boy, that would have been terrible. Watts on the way out. So they're they're hitting the hard, hard reset button this offseason. And they might have to move Watson just to get assets back. But who knows? We'll have to wait and see what happens. So, Clark, we're up to you, though. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm going to throw Jesse a little bit of a bone here. One of his teams he likes to make fun of a lot. And I'm going to go with the Chargers and the Falcons. What else is new in Atlanta? Atlanta had a lead going into the second half of the game and put up a big fat donut in the second half and did not get any points. And the Chargers and Justin Herbert finally won a game late in the game. They finally got the job done. It's been a struggle of theirs all season, but I'm very happy for them. Uh, Rookie of the year candidate, Justin Herbert did a pretty well, well game. Matt Ryan looked like old Matt Ryan um, and the Falcons looked like the Falcons. Um, can we, can we Jesse, talk about I'm gonna, the – I'm going to toss it to Jesse. I want oh, to, make, yeah. to make fun of them for a little bit more. Oh, because I want to make fun of the Chargers, so you oh, go no, to Jesse. Okay, we'll, we'll go to you next then, Justin, to make fun of the Chargers. Go ahead. Someone go. Someone make fun oh, of somebody. I, I just want to talk about how Anthony Lynn's literally putting the dirt on his own grave on top of him. Did you see the clock management at the end of the first oh, half so where they ran the ball with no timeouts, couldn't get the field goal unit out there on time to kick the, the field goal? And this is a guy who took over special teams and then demoted the guy to go get lunch for everybody, basically, and then promoted the guy's assistant on top of it. What the hell is going on? He needs to be gone. What did you just say? <laughs> Anthony, it, it, you said he promoted the guy to get lunch for okay. everybody. Okay, they demoted the, the <laughs> So after this blunder of, getting, of clock management, probably the worst I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah. This is after the Chargers 
demoted the special teams coordinator to basically like the boy to go get lunch for everybody. The intern promoted the normal special teams coordinator to take over like, you know, special teams coordinating. And then Anthony Lynn's also managing it. And then this is what they roll out. Okay. okay. All right. Thank you. That was basically the flow chart of how I mentioned. You, you know, Justin was thinking of that scenario all week since <laughs> just try, trying to get that down pat in this episode. But no, you're, you're what right. What the hell, Anthony Lynn? He, yeah, horrible. He used to be gone. He is not a good coach at all. We've said it multiple weeks now. He's bad. Um, Falcons already did that job. I'm getting rid of Dan Quinn, so good for them. But they still blew a lead. Jesse, go make fun of the Falcons. Go make fun of the Falcons, Jesse. Matt Ryan threw three interceptions. <laughs> like, and one to seal the game as a loss for them. Like they, Both these teams were like, no, you have it. No, no you, have, you have it. No, I sincerely insist. Please take this game. Um, they did that to each other. Herbert gave it back. Um, took me and Madden. Mm, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, this is like like the second half started and the Falcons just didn't try like, didn't didn't know what to do anymore. <laughs> like I don't I don't know how else to describe it. Like they just stopped. Like they just stopped playing. Um they, they they were scoreless. Like they went in 17 to 10 and then just didn't score another point. Um God, yeah, they're they're bad all around. They're just not a good team. Um, These teams have had the same exact seasons. They've done the same yes, thing every single same week. Same exact thing. Yeah. So it was. This was just so much to be suspected. But at least the Chargers have Justin Herbert, who's at least exciting to watch. You know, oh, like that's nice. That's there's, it. There's some hope on the defense uh, for the Falcons. I think. Eventually. Yeah, I was just about to say the Falcons defense reminds me a lot of the Carolina defense. Yeah. Like there are, there, good, none... there, there are good. There are good talented pieces. players. They just they don't mesh. They don't like mesh AJ yet. Terrell has been fantastic. fantastic. But he that's has it. Been a, He's on. His own island it. and just yes. chilling while the yes. rest of the other 10 defenses <laughs> just over there. And, and Grady Jarrett's good. And like they, they've had they some pieces, pieces, pieces yeah. but, but it's 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 not coming together. Is it has, still there? Is he hurt? Oh, he, probably. Even hurt. if he, he even hurt. if he is there, he's never been the same since that first ACL tear. Yeah. It's yeah. very sad. All right. Well, we got four games left, and the, the the winning teams outscored the losing teams one twenty five to twenty three in these remaining games. Wow. So Justin mm, with the math, look at I, that. Oof, it's brutal. But who we're up to? We're up to Joe. Back to the yeah, start. We're up, yeah. we're up to me. This guy. Um. So I am going to go to LA uh, Thursday night football disgusting game um, I mean like it's it's sad because um, I mean but this is what we wanted for years and years and years we wanted <laughs> um, the Patriots to be like this and we yeah. finally got it <laughs> um, but it's painful because it's painful um, I just I didn't realize um, that Cam Akers um, it just is a revolutionary running back all of a sudden. I mean, the, the, the Patriots, as much as they've had personnel switches and, and everything, to have Cam Akers run for, for almost, for total, really almost 200 yards is, is a fall from grace if I've ever seen one. Um, I mean, we got Stidham, uh, we got Goff, we got everything ugly about the NFL um look i mean the rams are rams are a really good team um that like that that needs to be put out there and um and i mean the rams have talent up and down the roster but the patriots just have just such glaring holes on the offensive and defensive lines that 
it's, it's hard to believe this team was even in the playoffs last year. And I know they had opt-outs and I know they lost free agents, but my goodness. Well, well you, you do that know was, why they were in the playoffs, right? Don't do this. Had, don't, don't do, do this. They, they, you, they you, come on. Thomas, man, when you have to go, that's why you make fun of We're not talking about that. Though. We're not Thomas talking about was that, bad though. last year. Thomas was objectively um, bad. He, he, like, I he, agree. He, I agree. <laughs> but, but speaking of Thomas for a second, um, the Patriots haven't had a losing season in 20 years. And this might be the one, which is crazy to think about. They so. finish eight and eight still. Um, eight and eight. I think one year they did, but that is not losing. No, I'm but saying lo- can, this season, can they finish eight? Oh, I think so. Yes, they, yeah. they can because they're six and seven right now. But as long as basically all four of us has been alive for the most part, we were toddlers at, at the point, basically. They have had winning records. So that's just something crazy to point out. There. Yeah. So we got about 10 minutes or so left. Three games. Oh, rapid. Rapid. rapid yeah, well, and then predict. Then predict. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Stop me if you want to talk about anything. Titans Jaguars, thirty-one to ten. No, Eric Henry just no. ran over the Jaguars defense. That's all you need to know. There you go. Yep. Cowboys Bengals, the Andy Dalton revenge game, thirty to seven. Good for Andy Dalton. I felt, Andy Dalton I revenge was happy game. For him. I, yep. was, I saw his wife like very happy in the stands too. I, I felt happy for him that he got this win. That's the Bengals, all. the Bengals aren't watchable since Burrow's gone down. Lock up that number three pick. Get Seawall from Oregon. There you go. That's as far as it goes. And go. finally, the game that would have been the irrelevant game of the week if we yeah, got to probably. picking it. Seahawks Jets forty to three. This is what um, we all expect. Jamal, I'm gonna Jamal be honest. Revenge game. I'm going to be honest. I did not think Seattle was going to blow out the Jets. I really didn't. And when the Jets scored on that first drive, I was like, God damn it. Here we go. Here we go. And then the Seahawks put up 40 unanswered. Yeah. Um, um, I had, I did bad. Like the Jets are bad. Come the Jets, on. the Jets, I think, I think you have to go. They have to be the worst team ever. They've got to be. I they're, think they're Lions. Be, they're in the Lions category. Yeah. Oh, that Owen and sixteen. I, think I would put team. them. I would put them below the Lions because you can just date. Like you can look at that Lions team and just be like, "There's absolutely not a quarterback on the roster." Like there's not. The Jets have two a capable. And that makes them worse. That makes the Lions champion. Because I think every everything from the Lions you can stem from not having a quarterback. Like the Jets are so bad that they've made it that having a competent quarterback is not enough to win a game. Like okay. they're so bad that they can't just like slide in one week and get a win. They almost did with the Raiders, but then they tanked in. The Jets also missed three field goals in one quarter. <laughs> that, is a, that is a thing. Uh, oh, man. Looking at the Lions game, the Lions schedule, they played a lot more competitive games, score-wise at least. The Jets oh, almost beat the Raiders. Did they have a game like that? Uh, well, they shuttle. They, 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 they Jets should have it. two wins yes. right now. Jets should have two wins. The Patriots, yeah, but and they the don't. So. Whatever. They don't. That's true. That's true. Um, so, no, they're they're bad. They're yeah, really, they are very bad. really they're bad. They're definitely worse than the 0 and 16 Browns team that we saw. I would I would say so, yeah. 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 All right. So let's pick the games this week. Oh, Normally we pick just Thursday night football, but we have Saturday night games too. So we'll pick that also. So let's start with Thursday night football. The LA Chargers at the Las Vegas Raiders. Wow. Um, I mean, give me the Raiders. They need a win. I would say give me the Raiders too. Uh, Chargers did squeak by and got their little win against the Falcons, and the Raiders got plummeled. Plummeled, yeah. not a word. Plummeled, not a word. Uh, whatever, by the Colts. Um, 
Give me the Raiders. Come back yeah. in. Yeah. Raiders are they're a wounded animal. This is a must-win game to keep their playoff Pummeled. alive. Pummeled. Is that a word? Derek Carr basically said all it's it's all about the playoffs. That's the only thing that matters. So they're going to come out swinging. Wow. So give me the the Raiders. Um. Yeah, I'm I'm going to go with the Raiders too. Um. The Chargers have been dismal on the road. Um, they, they, if they've won, it's been at home, I believe they might have, they may have still won. Um, but no, and then that's, that's really it. The Raiders are motivated. They're focused. Um, they have something to play for. The chargers are completely the opposite of that. They just seem like they're just 11 guys on the field at one time vibing and it's not going well. So, yeah. All right. And the first of the Saturday doubleheader, we got the Buffalo bills at the Denver Broncos. Bills. Yeah, Bills, baby. Josh Allen is going to throw like an 80-yard pass. Like, he's going to air it out. And that, He'll just keep going. That, yeah, that nice thin air at mile oh high, he's just going to air it out. It'll look like Diggs is returning a punt. The question, yeah. the question really is not, are the Bills going to win? It's it's how, how many bad will Drew Locke, Locke going to throw? It's, see, that's the thing. Like, I think the defense of Denver, don't be surprised if, like, going into halftime, this is like a 17-10 to 10 game or something. But I think in the second half is when Drew Locke is going to throw them out of it because Buffalo is going to adjust, and Drew Locke's going to go back to, like, a same play that worked in the first game. He's not even going to look. He's going to, like, stare down a linebacker and just throw it directly at him. <laughs> yeah, I agree. And um, finally, yeah, we're at the last game, and this uh, it doesn't get any better matchup-wise. Boy, these games are painful. Carolina Panthers at the Green Bay Packers. They, they could have put so many Other so much good. better games for Saturday. At least wow. one. They could have put the Chiefs in Saints. The, n- the games aren't appealing to watch. The Chiefs in Saints. The Packers get ratings. They're, they're background noise games, if we're being honest. Like, Bears-Vikings would have been fine. They're kind of evenish teams. Yeah, that yeah. would have been a divisional game. Um, yeah. Yeah, give me the Packers. I think the Panthers will probably play them a little close. Me too. I think the I think the Panthers will probably jump out to a lead early, uh, and then the Packers kind of need to you know flip that switch to get them back going. Um, but no, the the Packers are still going to win. Um, I think it's going to be close. I, I really do not. Yeah, um, I think it'll. The Packers will come out and just blow them out of the water, and the Panthers won't be able to recover. That's how I see it going down. I, I don't know. Playing, so it would not like it would. I think it would be somewhat close for a little bit, but then Packers just, you know, get up to a big lead, and that's that. Yeah, and oh. that is that, and that's this podcast. So Clark, um, yeah, thanks guys for listening to this episode of the Department Podcast. Um, all of us do appreciate you guys listening to us every week. I'll make sure you're subscribed on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Leave a like, comment, the. Uh, review all that fun stuff let us know your predictions for those thursdays and um saturday games too uh follow us on our social medias on facebook twitter instagram and tiktok at department underscore pod we have an nba preview for the season episode coming up soon so that's exciting seasons here um nfl predictions for week 15 is coming a wrestling recaps coming uh, and that's it for right now that's planned so stay tuned to all that fun stuff and we'll see you in the next episode